Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Greetings, people loved by God, and a blessed Easter to you today as we give thanks and give praise to God for the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That is an incredible miracle that, that he gives to us, the children of God. He gives us victory over death, and he gives us eternal life with our Father in heaven. So today we sing our loud hallelujahs, and we praise our God, and we give him great thanks and glory as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior from the dead. For our friends who are worshiping online, just a reminder that you can always go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin, which is under the Resources tab. You may also give your offering to the Lord and His Church under the Give tab. Part of our celebration today, of course, will be sharing together in the Lord's Supper so that you are aware uh, the method of distributing Holy Communion this morning will be the continuous method. So at the direction of the usher, you'll come down the center aisle and depending on which side you're sitting on, either you'll go this way and back down the side aisle or that way down the side aisle and go back to your pew after you receive the body and blood of Christ here in the front. Just a few announcements to share with you before we start worship this morning. This upcoming Wednesday, April 12th at 6.30 p.m., we have a new discovery class beginning. Discovery class is a 10-week class that I will lead, which is especially for those who wish to become members of Chapel of the Cross. It's essentially an adult confirmation class, but it's also for anybody who would like to have just a little bit of a review about we, what we as a church believe, teach, and confess. So again, that really class is for everybody, uh, and that begins on Wednesday, April 12th, 6.30 p.m. Next Sunday, Chapel will welcome Dr. Rick Mars. He is professor of pastoral theology at Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis to lead a special Bible class on the hymns of St. Paul as they are found in Philippians 2 and Colossians chapter 1. Dr. Mars will be with us to teach for two weeks, so you won't want to miss those special classes. That begins next Sunday, April 16th, 9.45 right here in the sanctuary. Chapel of the Cross is hosting the 27th Annual Family Covenant Ministries Homeschool Art Festival on April 27th. That's from 4 to 7 p.m. If you know of a homeschool family that would be interested in that or if you have any questions about that, uh, please contact Jamie's Virginians. Her contact information is in the Chapel Weekly today. And today the radio broadcast on KFUO is sponsored by Nancy and Marilee Couric. It's sponsored in loving memory of their mother and their father, Mary and John Couric. May God bless our Easter worship this morning. Just to note our first hymn, that first stanza of the first hymn, uh, Jesus Christ is Risen Today, that will be sung by the choir alone, and the congregation will then join on the subsequent verses. We stand to share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our hymn.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let us rejoice and give thanks to God for the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, how he won, won it by his death and his resurrection. It is for us that he has triumphed. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, let us approach God with a true heart and confess our sins, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us. Lord of life, I confess that I am by nature dead in sin, for faithless worrying and selfish pride, for sins of habit and sins of choice, for the evil that I have done and the good I have failed to do. You should cast me away from your presence forever. O Lord, I am sorry for my sins. Forgive me for Jesus' sake. Amen. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. In his great mercy, God made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in our sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, the Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from the 10th chapter of Acts. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle reading is from the third chapter of Colossians. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you, will, then you also will appear with him in glory. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated for the singing of our hymn.
Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Grace and mercy and peace be to you from our risen and our triumphant Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, what a day, isn't it? Hallelujah is being shouted. I mean, that's normally not our tradition to shout in church, but today we get to do that. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Isn't that cool? What a wonderful day. This Easter Sunday, this day is unlike any other day. This day is incredible. The music's incredible. The banners are incredible. The choir's incredible. This day is different. It's got a celebration. It's got a joy. It's got a spark unlike any other day. It's a remarkable day. It's a spectacular day because it's Easter. In fact, I would say Easter is the most spectacular day in the history of this world. Really, it is. I mean, think about that. The Son of the Almighty God left the heavens to be born of a virgin, Virgin Mary, and to become a human being, a little baby. He then lived a perfect life. Not one single sin ever committed. But then he died on a cross for our sins. He died for those who sinned against him. And then this Jesus breaks the bonds of death and he rises victoriously from the dead on the third day, on that Easter day. Oh, what a day. It's a remarkable day. A spectacular day. We, who deserved damnation because of our sinfulness, we who deserve to go to the worst place, to go to hell, not only have we been delivered from hell because of what Jesus did for us, but we have been given heaven. We, we not only don't have to go to the worst place, we get to go to the best place. We get to go to heaven. And that is remarkable, and that is spectacular. And now, we have been given a message that can literally change lives. That message can soothe hearts and souls. That message, in fact, can give eternal life. And we have been entrusted with that message and we share it in our witness of our Christ, the Lord. That is remarkable. That is spectacular because of Easter. Oh, what a day. As you are listening to that account of Easter from the Gospel of Matthew, did you notice how that day began? It began with an earthquake. <laughs> Not just any earthquake. Matthew says that it was a violent earthquake. Now there's a way to start a day, huh? Now I, I don't know if any of you have ever felt an earthquake. I've only felt a few. We lived in California. You get those there quite often. We had some minor tremblers here or there. We never had a real big one when we lived there. But earthquakes, as you know, can be a lot bigger than just the minor tremblers. They can be remarkable and not in a good way. And they can be spectacular even. And earthquakes have a way of shaking us, of moving us, of changing us. Back in the early 1800s, a series of powerful earthquakes along the New Madrid Fault, incidentally not very far from where you're sitting today, caused some major changes. Ten lakes were formed by that earthquake, including Tennessee's Real Foot Lake. The shifting of the bedrock under the Mississippi River caused that river, the Mississippi River, to temporarily flow backwards. The swaying from that earthquake even caused church bells to ring 
in Boston, Massachusetts, 30, 1,300 miles away. An earthquake in Indonesia in December of 2004, that was so strong that it, that it affected the Earth's rotation, slightly changed the Earth's shape, even shifted the North Pole. On March 11, 2011, maybe you remember this, Japan was hit by a 9.0 magnitude earthquake. That violent earthquake shifted the Earth's axis by, a, by about six and a half inches, actually moved the whole island of Japan eight feet. That's the movement. Earthquakes have a way of shaking us and moving us and changing us. There are two earthquakes on record that stand out as the most dramatic, the most life-changing ever to occur. Both are recorded here in Matthew's Gospel. And they both occurred around 33 AD. And they happened just three days apart. The first one occurred when Jesus breathed his last on the cross. So Matthew says, The earth shook and the rocks split. Tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs and after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and they exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. That was the first earthquake. The second earthquake happened just three days later. You heard, of that, heard that in our text for today. Listen to Matthew again. After the Sabbath had dawned on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. The heavens split apart so the angel could come down and the earth splits apart with an earthquake. I mean, the universe is literally shaken to the core. Two great earthquakes mark the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is as though God is announcing his great and awesome thing that is being done by Jesus Christ by shaking the earth, first in his great wrath and then in his great joy. It's remarkable. It's spectacular. And the meaning behind those earthquakes has a way of shaking us and moving us and changing us. Matthew reports that there were several women who were present at the crucifixion of Jesus. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, or as Matthew calls her, the other Mary. They felt that earthquake at Jesus' death. And now they felt the earthquake as they approached his tomb. An angel comes, Matthew says. That angel is God's messenger of good news on Easter day and he's shining bright like lightning and his clothes are white as the snow. That splendor of the angel and the earthquake and that open tomb, it's too much for the guards. The Bible says they shook and they became like dead men. But the angel says to the women, do not be afraid. Do not fear. If you remember, that is the same greeting that the angel Gabriel gave to Zechariah. The same greeting given to Mary. The same greeting given to Joseph. Fear not. Do not be afraid. When the angels appeared to the shepherds in the Bethlehem fields, guess what their message was? 
Fear not, do not be afraid, because I have good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Boy, and what good news of great joy the angel had for the women. It is remarkable. It's spectacular. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here in this grave. He is risen, just as he said. And that's remarkable. That's spectacular. It is a soul-shaking, mind-changing, spirit-moving earthquake for those women. And not just for those women. The remarkable, spectacular message of that angel says that not only has history been changed, but our history has been changed. Jesus was born for us. Jesus lived for us. Jesus died for us. And Jesus rose from the dead for us. He is for us. The message of the angel means that God's promises all come true, every single one of them. He really does love us unconditionally, as he promised. He really is is going to keep us eternally, just as he promised. He really is going to walk every step of our lives with us faithfully, just as he promised. The message of the angel says God's promises are absolutely true, and we can believe them. All we need to listen to that message of the angel. He speaks the truth of the resurrection. But Mary, she didn't listen to the message of the angel, at least not at first. And, you know, I don't blame her for that. You can't really blame her for that. With everything that she had gone through and the other women and the disciples of Jesus had what they had gone through over the last number of days. But the angel shared his message of the gospel that Christ is risen. He's not here, Mary. He's defeated death. The devil is done. This is remarkable, Mary. This is spectacular, Mary. But the message of the angel, it did not sink in right away. The Gospel of John tells us that Mary stands outside of that empty tomb weeping. She went to anoint her dead Lord and found him gone. Jesus is not just dead for her. She can't even find his body. And the thought that things were just more spectacular than she could ever imagine, that Jesus really was not dead anymore, that never even occurred to her. You know, I think grief has that way with it. It it, it sticks in us. It sucks us in. And Satan tries to pry our faith from us. And it's not just grief. Other things do that too. Heartaches do that the pains of life in this sinful world. I mean, life can be so very hard sometimes. And it pulls us away and it deafens us to that spectacular message of the angel, to the wonderful promises of God. I mean, sometimes we are so wrapped up in our own story of our own lives that we forget that we know the ending to the story. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable ending. A spectacular ending. You and I, because of Easter, have heaven. We have salvation. We have eternal life. St. Paul says that our present sufferings are not even worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Easter makes all the difference because with with that resurrection, life defeats death. 
life interrupts death. And the angel, he bears witness to that fact. What that means is that there is nothing that Jesus cannot pass through in order to get to you. Suffering and pain? He can overcome that. Mourning and grief? He brings his peace and his comfort. Our stubbornness? <laughs> no problem for Jesus. Deep-seated resentment? That can't stop him from getting to you. Sinful preoccupation with the things of this world? He will not be stopped. How about a rock-hard heart to stick as Joseph's tomb? Well, he did it once. He can do it again. He'll shake the earth if he has to. All those things can no more keep Jesus Christ from getting to you than that big rock that was rolled over the mouth of his tomb could keep him locked inside there. He comes to you to roll away your suffering, your grief, your stubbornness, your resentment, your preoccupation with earthly things, even a rock-hard heart. So you may know his love for you. So you may know his forgiveness for all of your sins. So you may know his peace for you, his righteousness for you, his salvation for you, his heaven for you. Well, the tears of Mary, they, they didn't last very long. She, met, she was met by the living Lord, and, and he simply says her name, Mary. <laughs> That's all it took. And Mary falls to her knees in worship and in joy and surprise. I mean, talk about an earthquake for Mary. And Jesus says, go, tell my brothers, tell them about the resurrection. And Jesus is just echoing what the angels already told the ladies. Go quickly and tell his disciples, Christ is risen from the dead. And with that, Matthew says, the women hurried away from the tomb. That spiritual earthquake shook them and moved them. It changed them. And so they went with great speed to tell the good news that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead. And you can see it in the text. There is a sense of urgency. There's a sense of action. You can't sit around when you know something like that. One who is dead is now alive. The grave has been conquered. The devil is defeated. And we are victorious in Christ. When you have news like that, <laughs> you got to share it. Those ladies were called to share it. Go quickly with speed. Tell his disciples. And they, they became like an Olympian with a torch, running to light the next fire, racing to tell everyone the news. And I tell you something, those ladies, they're not the only ones who are called to share the news. They're not the only ones who have been shaken and moved and changed by the resurrection of Easter. We've all been called to go with great speed and to share that good news, to become like an Olympian with a torch, lighting the next fire, racing to tell everybody that Jesus lives. Because the truth is, people are dying. And the fact of the matter is that those who die, who don't know Jesus, die in vain. Every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day, People are dying and they're going to hell because they don't know Jesus. Acts 4 verse 12 says there, is, says there is no other name than the name of Jesus under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. 
John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, we've got to go with great speed because people are dying and people are hopeless and people are lifeless without the risen Christ. But we, we have seen him and we know him and we've received that good news of the resurrection and we know what that means, that the grave has been conquered that the devil is defeated, that we are victorious in Christ. And when you got news like that, well, you got to share it. I love the story of, of Andre Thornton. If any of you followed baseball back in like the 1970s, 1980s, you might know that name, Andre Thunder Thornton. He was a big hitter. In the fall of 1977, the van in which Thornton was driving overturned on an icy patch on the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Turnpike and his wife, Gertrude, and his three-year-old daughter, Teresa, died in that accident. In his grief, Andre turned to the only place really any of us can find any comfort or peace at such a time as that. He turned to his Lord. And Christ worked in his heart, and he worked in the life of that Cleveland Indian's first baseman. And his life was changed forever. Believed in what the death of Jesus Christ did for him and his forgiveness. He believed in what that resurrection was all about. And he said this, he says, I know one day I will see my wife and my daughter again in heaven. If I didn't believe that, I couldn't go on living. During a game, the Yankees' Willie Randolph drew a walk, and when he arrived at first base, he asked Andre how things were going, just, you know, kind of small talk at first base, I guess. And Andre immediately began talking about his faith in Jesus Christ. Willie Randolph got so engrossed in that conversation with Andre that he missed a steal sign from his third base coach. Later on in an interview, Thornton said this. He says, God has put me on first base, and if anybody comes down here, he's going to hear about Christ. <laughs> Isn't that great? God had placed Andre Thornton on first base to do what? To play baseball? Sure, to play baseball. But more importantly, to share about Christ, to share about his love, about his grace, about his death and resurrection. Where has God placed you? Ever think about that? Where has he placed you in your family? or in your neighborhood, or in your workplace, or in your school? Where has he placed you to share Christ, to share about his love, about his grace, about his death, about his resurrection? Oh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they set off the most remarkable and spectacular set of earthquakes that has ever shaken this planet. And the aftershocks continue to be felt throughout this whole world, beginning with those women at the first Easter, and then they spread to the disciples, and then throughout Jerusalem and to Judea, to Samaria, to the whole world, and finally to you and to me at our baptisms. And lives continue to be moved, continue to be shaken, continue to be changed. Even the hardest of hearts can be changed. And the tremors of Good Friday and Easter Sunday will continue to shake this world until the last trumpet sounds. Oh, what a day it is. 
the earth-shattering Easter message of the angel is for us. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. That's remarkable. That's spectacular. It is a soul-shaking, mind-changing, spirit-moving earthquake. He has made all things new through Jesus Christ. In him, we have safety and security. In him, we have a future and a hope. In him, we have peace in the crumbling and a fallen world. All because of Easter. Oh, what a day. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed? You find that on page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
we stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father of mercy, you sent your Son to suffer in our place and you raised him up in victory over sin in the grave. Give us faith that we may believe in him for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Heavenly Father, we live in a culture of distractions and diversions. Help us to focus our hearts and our minds on the things of first importance, Christ's death and resurrection for sinners. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Lord, you sent a messenger to proclaim Jesus' resurrection to the women on Easter morning. Inspire us to share the message of Jesus' resurrection throughout the world. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Lord, there are many in this world who have been abused, neglected, and abandoned, suffering at the hands of evil people. Spread Christ's resurrection victory into their lives of pain and hopelessness. Raise them from darkness into your light. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Lord, we commend to your care all those who are ill or injured or infirm. Today we especially remember Michelle O'Rourke and Amanda Toko and Kirk Miller as he recovers from surgery. Sustain them in their trials. Use them as your witnesses, even in their adversity. Grant them wise and compassionate doctors, nurses, therapists, and caregivers, and if it be your will, restore their health. Comfort them with the hope of, the re of resurrected bodies that will be ours when Jesus returns. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. O Lord, especially on this day when we celebrate your resurrection from the dead, we ask you to comfort all those who mourn the death of loved ones, especially Rich Langfeld and his family upon the death of his mother, Eleanor, Ryan Meyer and his family upon the death of his grandfather, Don Boyer, and the Trinity Lutheran Church family in Atchison, Kansas, as their pastor, the Reverend Robert Ziegler, died in the Lord last Sunday. Help them all to find strength in your resurrection, that they may know the joy of a happy reunion in heaven with all those who have departed this life in faith in you. Embrace them with the hope of the resurrection that is ours, for Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Gracious God, as we come to your table today, we ask for thankful hearts that we, we may faithfully receive the risen body and blood of the Lord Jesus. Grant that these sin-forgiving and life-sustaining gifts, the very body and very blood of Jesus Christ, would strengthen our hearts and our faith this day. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Lord God, on this festival day, we celebrate also with those who are experiencing special gifts of your grace in their lives. And especially today, we give thanks with Michael and Kendra Hill and their family upon the baptism of their daughter, Nyla Simone, last evening. Continue to bless, lead, and guide Nyla as we rejoice. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly right for us to praise you, Lord God, for the sake of Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave in our place, and through whom we have been restored to your family. 
In his name, we offer you our gifts of praise and thanksgiving. Gathered in his name and together with all who have gone before us in the faith and all who are yet to follow, with angels and archangels and all the hosts of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, praising you for your grace and for your glory. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us always to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. You may be seated.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation which we have received in the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. As you have given us this foretaste of the feast to come, strengthen us that we may be bold in our witness until the day when you call all believers to feast forever around your throne of grace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together. Amen.